What's good, y'all? It's your boy Jeff. I'm Kiana. And I'm Johnny B. And welcome to What's the What Podcast. Now drop the motherfucking intro. I like Trayvon with his black hoodie on. Huey P. Newton, Black Revolution. I'm with a new young queen and some illegal aliens. I got a black fist barred up and it ain't just me, it's all us. 400 years of oppression, I'm about to give me that black Tesla. Black skid marks on the pavement, cops want to see me in a black cage. Black on black on black. So what's going on, guys? Hey. What's up, what's up, what's up? How are you? Um, wonderful, 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 wonderful. Um, wow, that's a lot of wonderful. Yes, it is. Uh, but I'm feeling good. Feeling good. We got our first episode last week. If you haven't listened, go take a listen to that. Yes, please. please. Um, thank you for those who have listened thus far and gave us great feedback um, and have kept the conversation going with us. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Very much so. So, what do you guys want to talk about today? Are we diving in like that? Yes. We, we just going to dive in like that. Um, I know it's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. It is. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, have you guys caught um, the new Netflix documentary, um, Trigger Warning by um, Killer Mike? I heard about it. I ain't watched it all the way. I did want to check it out, though. Yeah, so I need everybody to oh. check it out. Um, that first episode um, is always is talking about the power of black. Oh, so it's a series. Yes, yes, okay. it is. is that like a full documentary. No, it's like six or seven episodes. Oh. Um, definitely looking forward for it to be a second season to it. Okay. But that first season of it oh. is so it's like a docu series. Yes, docu series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. um, cool. It's pretty daggone good. Um, it's so that trigger warning. Trigger warning. Um, so that first episode was about buying black. Um, so Killer Mike was, if anyone hasn't seen it, sorry if I'm ruining it for you, but he is trying to spend the next three days, the first three days of him recording um, of buying nothing but black. Okay. So and using nothing but black um, own materials and stuff like that. So he had to get rid of his car. He couldn't use his car. He couldn't eat none of the stuff that was already in his house for three days because <laughs> he was um, having a concert in Athens, Georgia. So for him to get from Atlanta where he lives to Athens, um, he wanted to do nothing but black-owned businesses. Black exactly. So he had to find a black grocer, um, grocer um, for him to buy you know food and stuff from. He, like I said, he couldn't use his car because it's not a black-made um, car. Mm. There are no so black... Was I was just about to ask you, is there everything. like black-made cars? There are no black-manufactured black cars out there. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so he had to oh, end shit. up getting a bike. There are black bikes? Yes, there's a company that's down in Atlanta that I guess manufactures bikes down there that he was able to um, contact and mm-hmm. you know be able to use a bike with them. That's a lot. Yeah. So he yes. so he had to get rid of his apartment apparently or his home because well, that's not black. Technically, well, yeah. So how, well. so what he did in the episode was he ended up sleeping on a park bench because wow. the he, whole the whole three days he had to travel from Atlanta to which is there is actually a website that will show you black hotels and stuff like that. So he did have a hard time finding. You know, a black-owned hotel, because he couldn't co-op. use the website because he couldn't use the internet. Exactly, it's not black. which oh, again, again, so, <laughs> so that was gay. Yeah, so but he did find there is a black 
owned um, cell phone company called Figure Mobile or something like that. Really? And it's, it's not often nigger, but it's actually a guy who started it. That's his last name is Figure. It's so F-I-G-G-E-R? F-I-G-G-A, I believe. Okay. Uh-huh. So. Figure, yes. Oh. Figure mobiles. Figure mobiles. Yes. I think I heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that'd be crazy trying to do black hair. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that was the whole premise of the episode. Um, I got to get my Wi-Fi cut back on so I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing. I do. We'll, we'll help you out with that. Listen. Look, we got to go fund me for, for Johnny B's Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> the link will be in the more. <laughs> and you can, you can reach me on um, IG so you can get my cash out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it just kind of brought to my mind, you know, how are we spending money in a black community? And one of the um, statistics that he had brought up was that the Asian community keeps their money in their, you know, community for over 20 days. Um, I think 28 days, the Jewish white community, 21 and 22 days respectively. And that the black community only keeps their uh, money in their community for six Count it six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Half a twelve. <laughs> Half a twelve. Yeah. Hours, not days. Man. Not anything else, but six hours. Six hours. So it just made me kind of think, like, what the world is going on? You know, I hate when people be like, they say support black businesses, but black people don't know how to talk to each other. That customer service suck. I'm like, but when you go to a white place or any other owned place, you try them one time, they got bad customer service. Nine times out of ten, you might go back. Right. Like, so why are you not trying other businesses? Even if it's not that black-owned business, why are you not trying something else? Why are you giving up on all black businesses? Like, Yeah. And, I mean, that's crucial. That's so important that you say that because there's a quote out there, and, and forgive me, I can't remember who said it, but it was, um, it's hard to teach a people to love themselves yeah. when they were taught to hate themselves. Exactly. So, you know, when we've been taught for 400 years, and actually 2019, guys, this is the 400th year anniversary wow. of us being brought here from Africa. So, wow. you know, 400 years. And, you know, we were taught to hate ourselves. We were taught yeah. to hate each other. And that's why, you know, for the most part, I don't feel as though we support our black businesses like we were supposed to. Um, so I know I'm, for myself, I'm definitely going to change my buying habits and make sure that I am, you know, buying black yeah. deliberately and trying Being to... mindful of it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. It's so important. Like, we have to build our communities. And if you just think about back in, you know, after segregation and we had, you know, Black Wall Streets down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And what happened down there, you had black doctors and nurses and lawyers and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, we had to be with each other down there because we were all we had. Exactly. It's crazy because I was just having a conversation. Well, I wasn't really in it. I was just on the sideline. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say who I was talking to, but we was talking, um, they was talking about this black owned business around where I live at and how they opened up a place not too far from their second location. And we want to support it because they sold things that we like. But when we went there, it wasn't always consistent. But again, we still went back because it was okay. Mm-hmm. And it was like a new place is the only kind in the area. It was like, oh, they opened up another one closer to me. Let me go support this one. But again, they was doing the same thing. It wasn't consistent in what they was given. Their service wasn't consistent in what they was given. 
but we still gave him a chance. And we was like, if you think about it, if you think back, it was a food place. Mm -hmm. If you think back to like in your neighborhood, the Chinese restaurant or like the hair store, from back when you was young till now, it's still the same people. Mom and pop is still in there mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, tennis, like all day long. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we still going back to support them no matter if their service was bad or it was good. But they kept it, they keep it their money right there in that store. They're not giving it to somebody else. They're mm -hmm. keeping their product they service. Like live up top, live exactly. Up top their business is consistent mm -hmm. because they staying consistent in it. And it's like, why do we as black people give up so easily? Like, why don't we just keep pushing, push, push forward to be consistent, to keep the business, to satisfy our people, and to break others in to, so they can give us our money just like we give our money out to every other race. Yeah. And it was like, it makes so much sense. Like, When's the last time you went to a Chinese restaurant in your old neighborhood and you see somebody different? Uh, it has been a very long time. And if yeah. they do sell it, guess who it's to? Another Asian descent person. It just, it, it's not even yeah. that they sell it. It's just what it's ended up happening. It stays it's in the family. It's still the, it's it stays still in the family, family member. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like yeah. I really sat there and think like... Like I think with the, so um, the sushi spot. We, well, remember when we went to that sushi spot? Yeah, yeah. In um, Rice Town? Yeah, yeah. So... The owner left, and mm -hmm. she moved back to Japan. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently, like a cousin or a nephew of hers, who lived here, who moved here from New York, took over wow. and like completely changed it, completely revitalized it, and you know, child, they went up on their takeover prices. <laughs> like, and you don't even get that many no more. But, <laughs> He, it's he, still kept in the family. He, it's kept in the family. He flipped the business. He made more profit off of it because he flipped it. Granted, he did hire people that were um, of different, you know, races and stuff. Yeah. But it's still their family. Yeah, business. Right. It's their at the end of the day, so all the money comes back to them. Yeah. So it brings me back into the conversation of what I feel as though happens, and it may not be a hundred percent correct. What happens is when our parent or whoever creates a business and it's successful, what happens is we get that money and then mm -hmm. we move away. Yeah, you just it's like yeah, money. Now we like, oh, well, now I got enough money to go live my dreams this place or this place exactly. instead of saying this is the dream. This is the let's dream. Let's, let's keep it in the family. Yeah. Now that my mother and father or whoever is getting older, why won't I now step in and take over right. the business and keep it in my family for years and years and years? Mm -hmm. And then instead of my parents having to sell it, company to somebody else yeah. for whatever amount now it just gets passed on it's that generational wealth Absolutely. and you know it's sad that we can't talk about the wealth that's in the black community because we give it to the other communities mm -hmm. i swear the first thing every time somebody be like i'm support black business especially that customer service event i don't support black people because they got like i hate that like that's the only that's like the first thing and the only thing that you hear i'm like but what else are they giving? Yeah, are they giving back to the community? Right. What else are they doing? Who are they supporting through their business? Right. What else are they doing besides okay their customer service? And it's okay if the service is not great. Because guess what? What do we do when the service is not great anywhere else? We complain or we say something to our manager or whatever. Exactly. And then we expect something better. Exactly. So, because you're still going to go back. And exactly. And we still end up going back. Exactly. How many times have you got bad service at a Walmart or a McDonald's. Target or McDonald's <laughs> or whatever? And within a week later, you're right back to that same place. Just at another location. So, yeah, exactly. So why don't you do the philosophy? same way with your own brother and sister and, and say hey sister hey brother you know this service that was given to me was not the greatest yeah let me give you, you know, a, yeah. let me give you a little tip exactly. like let me give you my review right but you have to but we have to right. be willing to accept that feedback right yeah. but at the same time like I was, I was saying like where do you find most of these black businesses you know what i'm saying so like you said you you 
complain at this McDonald's, but then you go to a to different one. one at another location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where am I able to complain at this place for the, the customer service that I got from this black business? And then I can go to another black business and still support the black business and still support black businesses, but in a different area. Right, right, you know, and eventually come back. You know what I'm saying to yeah, see what has changed. Yeah. But how do I? How like they're not? It's so few and far between black businesses. Period. But really, they're probably not. Yeah. But are we researching to see like what's the black business? Where are they? Where are they located? And a lot of times, these places that we do support are like they are like corporate businesses. And black businesses, a lot of them are smaller businesses. But it's not about. It's not about finding a different one that's giving me something else. Right. But it's about people completely exiting out of exiting out black businesses, period. period. Mm-hmm. Just because they had a, a bad experience at, at another one. black business. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not even trying to go anywhere else. So it's not even mm-hmm. about them trying to go somewhere else. It's just like, I don't go to black people because they get bad service. They ain't yeah. going to give me a discount. They, we we, we full be family. Like, yeah, that's another thing that like gets listen, on my nerves. Listen. Like, yeah. Listen, like, just be willing, just pay full price. Stop looking for a ass went down to go get them stood in line to get them Jordans and mm-hmm. you pay full price for them Jordans. You you gonna come to my black business and expect me to give Listen. you a discount because we black? Listen. So you went to Foot Locker, paid four hundred dollars for those Jordans, like you just said, and then mm. you come to my store to get an outfit, a shirt, or white tee, black tee, or whatever. With a little bunch of Exactly. And you already know that I'm selling them exactly. three for ten, but you want them three for, for five, eight. three right. for eight. Can I get a... This, no, my man. Like, no. be nah, winning this. this is my business. Yeah, like, like, being a hairstylist, Hello? you see it all the time. Hello? Listen, when I say all the time, like... Didn't you just see it a couple of months ago? Listen, when I say all the time, like, all the time, like... But we we was friends. We was as I understand. But this is my business. I need my goons. Every Hello. one of them. Everyone. My mother pays full price. Mm. You think I'm going to give you a discount? I pay not full at price all. and I tip. <laughs> Listen, not at all. You don't even have to tip Me? unless I'm giving above and beyond exceptional service. Which I'm she not does. even looking for. But like, don't come to me asking for a discount just because I know you. Did you go to Macy's and ask them for a discount? Did you go wherever and ask for a discount? If they said no, guess what you still did? You bought it or you left. So with me, you gonna pay me or you can leave. Like I'm not in it for the money. I don't need your money. I would like it because it's my business. Thank you, I appreciate it. But I'm not gonna sit here and beg you and just give you a discount just because you want one. Right. No, pay me for my service. Yeah, and I would say you pay for your service. Like to be honest, it's Black History Month. Like Hello? we didn't. We, it's Black History Month. So my challenge to everyone that's yes, listening to this podcast today everybody wanted to talk about jay-z and beyonce's green deal about yeah. you know being green you know project or whatever so you can win lifetime tickets right, to that concert that. yeah but how about this for the month of february support, some be, black be, support a black business at least once a day and there's so many resources out there on how we can support a black business um, you know, one of them is definitely there's a app called Official Black Wall Street. Yes, they were just um, there that. is um, Spendify. Um, what was that? Hell, hell it's Google. It's Google. What was that um, we buy black. Yeah, we buy mm-hmm. is another great resource. Just deliberately, intentionally mm-hmm. spend your money mm-hmm. with a black, you know, provider of some sort. Like that's all you have to do, and. Just see how great that'll make you feel, seeing that 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 money is staying in your community. Um, That's definitely my challenge to everybody. Um, So I know one thing that I'm doing for myself is that I'm going to be opening up a a bank account with a black 
own mm-hmm. um, institution, and it's just like any other institution. It is FDIC um, insured, um, and it's uh, One United Bank. Um, so definitely check them out, guys. Um, you can get black people on your deck on debit card. You know, how yes. often do we see one of us on a debit card? Yeah, I just looked, so. I just clicked on that website when you told me about it, and that actual, like, the first picture that comes up is, like, the artwork of, like, a black a woman. Black, yes. With, like, a heads out on her head. I'm like, okay. Yes. Okay, it's right there in your face. Yeah, Boom. yeah. And, and they are black. They are black. Um, through and through. Yes. Tari Williams, who is the... Um, president of that bank, like mm-hmm. I hear her on different interviews. Yeah, she's been on MSB, MSNBC. Um, she's been on a couple of different radio stations, and I've been listening to her. And I'm definitely going to open up an account and support that up. black-owned bank. Like it's That's important that we do that, guys. Absolutely. I just wanted to um, the um, app that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. They also have a um, Instagram that you can follow them on, which is um, official Lad Wall Street. Um, you can find them on Instagram uh, with that as well. Um, they have a, a pretty active Instagram. Okay. Um, so we're following them. So you guys get out there and follow and support these black businesses, guys. And you did tell them what you can find, like, black businesses in your area. And yes. Like, okay, okay. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. So my next question um, is have you guys ever heard of the dandies? Nah, like is that a flower? <laughs> not what? like not like a little <laughs> dandelion. Oh, okay. Those <laughs> you, you probably heard Dapper Dan and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So I looked it up. Okay. So um it just kind of brought me into the whole atmosphere of what we were talking about. Um so the dandies were men back in the seventeenth to nineteenth century. Or women. Uh, or women, yes, or okay. women. Who were, you know, middle class, lower class people who pretty much just put on the front of the upper echelon Mm -hmm. and were more worried about the materialistic look of themselves and not necessarily about their wealth. Can we call them bougie? They they were Mm. fake bougie. Fake bougie. Fake bougie. Bougie. I don't don't need to say bougie though. But fake bougie. Fake bougie. Okay. So it just kind of like made me think, kind of like tying in what we were just talking about. With, you know, going to, you know, Foot Locker, going Nike, going wherever, and buying $400 shoes, and you take the bus. And again, side note, there's nothing wrong with taking the bus. Not at all. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I do have a problem with people who run out there and, you know, buy $400 shoes, buy a whole Gucci outfit, you know, go all of these different places, but then don't have a car don't have a house of their own or living on this person's couch, that person's couch, and have nothing to show for it like except only, for a bunch of clothes. Like their only possessions right. is clothes. Right. Yeah. Like what do you have to show for all of this work that you've been doing? You know what I'm saying? Because, right. like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to have some way to be purchasing all of this yeah. stuff. So what do you have to show for all of the work that you've been putting in aside from these shoes that are going to depreciate by tomorrow? Right. Because have no value. Have no value. As soon as you put them on your feet. You know what I'm saying? What do, what do you have to show for that? What do you have to show for you know, your your whatever whatever you have, like your children, what do you have set up for them? What do you have um to show for your work? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it just made me think about legacy building and what are we doing <laughs> in 
in our community to one help to secure the future legacy of our kids or you know our nieces and nephews if you choose not to have kids or just the future <clears throat> or the future generations period mm-hmm. um like john you have you just say you don't want to have any kids but you know you have nieces 6, and nephews thousand nieces and nephews <laughs> exactly. hey y'all everybody <laughs> <laughs> get a dollar yeah. that's six thousand dollars <laughs> okay <laughs> that is an investment yeah. so yeah so i was just thinking about you know who taught us about legacy who taught us about how to build legacy um was that something that was talked about regularly in your households uh, Wait, before you go there though, back to the dandy thing real yes. quick. So back in you said seventeenth, eighteenth century. Yes. These were just men and women of any race. Yes. Who just mostly white. Mostly white people who just bought stuff to show face. Yes, exactly. But they weren't building legacy. Exactly. Okay. They could they wasn't worried about, you know, building for themselves mm-hmm. or whatever. They just wanted to look the part. So we could say that we have some modern day dandies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We call what what I used to call them, and I'm sorry, I was leaning back in the chair. What we what I used to call them was no shit niggas, or fuck boys, or fuck boys, (laughs) (laughs) fuck boys, (laughs) fuck boys, FBs, girl. (laughs) Now we'll call them modern day dandies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Hashtag. It's okay. It's okay. It's It Um. So yeah. So just thinking about, you know, like I said, what was talked about in your household when you guys were younger? Was it anything about, you know, building wealth or your credit or anything like that? Did your parents talk about that? Well, I was always told to save money, and um. It's, it's always been a struggle for me because it's not, and it's not so much of what I like uh, me being a, a, a particular type of fuckboy, but it's more so. It was more so a just of having my own money mm-hmm. and not having to ask for anything. Mm-hmm. That type of freedom mm-hmm. was just a little bit too much for me. I got you. So of course, like when I got when I got when I got my first check, what? Excuse me. What you about? This is Wu's money. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I mean, legacy in the sense and in the word of a legacy, there's there's always been talk of other types of legacy building mm-hmm. in my family. Um, but like money wise, you know, like we were we we, we never were poor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We never you know wanted for nothing, but. And if, and if, you know, if we were, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? My parents never made it seem like, oh, cut the lights out because, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The bill is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was just more so of me watching my parents um, kind of make a way and then me coming into my adulthood realizing that there These are struggles in making a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there, are, there are definitely challenges in making a way. And I think... Me coming into my adulthood, I had to learn the hard way because I didn't take heed to what my parents told mm-hmm. me because I didn't listen to what they said yeah. and what the do's and don'ts as far as Until you was money. in the thick of it. Until I was in the thick of it. Trying to realize. Yeah. Thick. Yeah. Yeah. When I say thick, I'm talking about thick. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with you. I think it was, it was the same way in my family, too. Like, they teach you save money. They taught me what credit was. 
my father was all about um he still does taxes and stuff like that so he taught me the ins and out of that when i got my first job they encouraged me to work to get my own money and then he told me and told me what to do with it and um what portion i should save what portion i should use for this how to budget it out and i think just like john said going in to adulthood trying to put those things into practice and learning the hard way when it could have been much easier how i should have been doing things and how things eventually turned out but as far as legacy i would say the word legacy i don't think they ever used that word mm-hmm. but growing up watching them and how they were for what they had um they've always I, when people used to say are you renting or buying i never knew what that meant because i know my parents always were buyers like mm-hmm. i know they always we only lived in two homes like they didn't move us from house to house to house um, thankfully they were not well off but they were stable enough to where they could stay in one place and they were always buying and I think without the direct words of them telling me we're buying so we can leave this for you and your brother we're doing this I think it was like a silent way of showing us like this is what you can have so at the end of the day it's yours Mm -hmm. nobody can tell you what to do with it you're paying for it it's yours you own it Um, and I guess growing you just learn that when you have it for yourself you can leave it for your what is it called? Your seeds. Your <laughs> your children. Well, your children. You call them children because eventually, I mean, that's when they are. Right? Yeah, I, those think she, I think she wanted to say descendants or something. Yes, wanted, yes, I was thinking wanted, of some deep words. Okay. <laughs> she was like, seeds. Yeah. <laughs> no, girl. I was trying. So no, so but no, I definitely understand where you're coming from, um, and in my family, I think you know my father was definitely. A man of very, you know, few words. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely was just like, don't go out there and spend all that money yeah. and get these credit cards and da 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 da. Yeah, but that was it. It was just, don't do this. You know, and my mother was the complete opposite. My mother was somebody who was out there just, you know, she got credit cards. She had, um, back in the day, if y'all knew anything about Poplar Club. Yeah, Poplar Club. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was all in. Yeah, she was into all of that type of stuff. So, and all of that was was just a rent to own type of situation. Then get your leather jacket and pay twenty four ninety nine. It was rent a center on magazine. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) yes, my mother was a part of that. Is that like layaway? It it was was just a rent to own. So you would get your jacket, but you would be paying. You just paid on a monthly. That's why you was wearing it. Yes. It was like finances. Yes. Oh, that sounds like some ghetto shit. It wasn't ghetto though. Like, it was <laughs> no, but that was a popular, popular. thing. <laughs> yes. like, so, get your members popular. only jacket. Yes, I'm <laughs> telling you. But yeah, so that's you know what she did, um, and you know I learned from both of my parents. I learned what I wanted to do. I learned what I didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, I also had an uncle who you know would get all of the his nieces and nephews together mm-hmm. and just talk about how do we build our wealth so it was something that was regularly talked about when we was in family events uh, my uncle would get us all sitting down and again we were you know young, young you know and mm-hmm. our teens preteens some of us older than that yeah. but you know some of us you can see it went in one end out the other right. but i definitely was one of those ones who took heed to the information mm-hmm. but did i apply it not in my early part of my life mm-hmm. i was young and dumb um, and I'm still, work. yeah, you know, <laughs> still yeah, and I'm still paying for a lot of that young and dumbness, yeah. but now, you know, at the age that I am at, 
Um, I'm hitting a crossroad, and it's oh, time to Jesus. to get. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, it's time to get smarter, <laughs> and you know now it's all about investing. You are not hitting. You are well, hitting your twenties. Time yeah. is now. Well, yeah. <laughs> you are hitting your twenties part two. Yeah. So yeah. So I am Jeez. ready to you know start to build, and I have a child, I have a son. So you know now. It's time to have not a seed. <laughs> yes, I have a seed. <laughs> a three-year-old seed. A three-year-old seed. Just walking around yeah. telling people what to do. <laughs> so now I just want to, you know, start figuring out how do I build for him. Like, yeah. I'm no longer doing this for myself, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm doing it for him. So yeah. looking into life insurance, like, for the him? hell... Yeah, even for him, like, and I know it sounds so morbid, nah, but you but have to you think. Have to. Yeah, you have to think about it. You like, know, for a long time, I didn't know what life insurance was. Yeah, right. I thought it was like insurance on your life, like while you was living. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I think that's well. Speaking of life insurance, I saw papers, so I would ask questions like, "Okay, what is this?" So they would tell me like, "It's a life insurance policy." Like, let's talk about it. Like, that's what it is. You need one. So I know when people be like, "I ain't got no life insurance," I be like, "Listen." I know my job offer it when I get benefits, so I'll pay for that. But I know my parents got one on me mm-hmm. because all my life I've seen the bills. So mm-hmm. I know somebody got insurance. I don't know how much it is or whatever, but I always knew it was something that you're supposed to have. Like you gotta and have it so you don't have to make a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's that's. Ooh, don't that go there. That was a little bit problematic. <laughs> it was. It might have been. But no. Because but you know what? No. That's situational. But, no. But you know what? But that's so it important is. because how important. there's so many people who don't have life insurance, well, you don't, don't have, have home road. home insurance, don't have renters insurance, don't have car insurance. And then they go on to go oh, find me and say, look, y'all, you know, this happened or whatever. And I need a couple of dollars to be able to rebuild my house, buy a car or do whatever. And I bury don't my have family to go find me. Yeah, exactly. But if we took those advantages in the front part and we got life insurance, we got homeowners insurance and stuff yes, like that, sir. then we wouldn't have to mm, worry about that. Because, you know, I'm thinking right now, just like. How do I leave that legacy for my son? Yeah. So if I was to, God forbid, so die tomorrow, you know, exactly. So just that ah. one one insurance policy that's through my job, I should have I'm a sure half a million, a million dollar, two million dollar life insurance policy on myself. Yeah. So that way, when he gets older, he can use that money to go to school for free, buy his house, invest that money. Yeah. Like there's so many different Build things. Exactly. So then yeah. now for his kids and their his kids. Seeds. His seeds, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we'll <laughs> keep talking about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we will, <laughs> we'll be able to, you know, build for for future generations yes. to come. So, like, that's where my mindset is right now is just about building that wealth. Um, the most important thing is buying a home, buying yeah. land, having land that oh your gosh. name is on. Like, that's the first step. Because we ain't got that 40 acres in a mule no, yet, no, and we no. ain't going to get it. Listen, and it's crazy that you say buying land because my grandfather on my father's side, all my life he's lived in North Carolina um, in the rural country area. But he's lived in the same house for as long as I've been alive, and that's almost 30 years. Um, and he lives on, like, three acres of land. And when I was younger, I used to, I was always getting up with him in the morning, riding around or whatever. And I used to ask him, like, why you got all, like, what you going to do with all this stuff? Like, in the beginning, he just had the home. But then he had a farm on there, and then he got a pond, and he got trails and hunting trails and all that. And I'm like, why do you need all this? We live in the city. Well, we just got our house, our front yard, and our backyard. And he like, with land, this is all mine. I can do whatever 
the fuck I want to do on any of this land without anybody telling me what to do. If somebody step foot on my property, I can shoot them dead. Oh. Like, and I'll be like, and that's what I be keeping. Like, that's what I'm trying to instill in your father. That's what I'm trying to tell him. To shoot people dead on No, 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 no. Like, that's what I'm trying to tell him, like, Y'all should move to the country so you can own something more than just four walls. Yeah. Like, move to where you can build other things on it. Like, if he say, if I wanted to, I can build me 10 more houses and run them out to people right here because this is my land. Yeah. I can be whatever I want. So I think eventually, sometime in life, I want to do something like that. Even if I'm not living on that land, but having some piece of property. You can develop that land. Yeah, where I can say, this is mine. Like, and you know what's this funny? is my area. I was listening to, um, well, maybe I was watching. The Breakfast Club mm-hmm. and Killer Mike was on mm-hmm. the Breakfast Club and he was talking about like how he owned like a, a block in Atlanta and stuff mm-hmm. like that and he was doing something and then it's yeah. a block two or three blocks next to him where um, I think these five like, random white guys. people just bought and created a school because mm-hmm. it was theirs a monastery a monastery what is that that is if correct is that like me if I'm wrong churches? yeah it's yeah so it's, it's like, like the a funeral home no what. <laughs> It's like I can't remember exactly what religion I want to say is like monks. the monks and stuff like that. Uh, monks, yeah, monastery, oh, right. like yeah. nun, nunnery. <laughs> what? Just continue. Ain't they the same? <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. But he was saying him and um, DJ Envy, which I believe yes. is his name, mm-hmm. they were going back and forth like, why aren't these people who have all of this money, who have all of this wealth, why aren't they purchasing this land yes. and building things that will better the black community? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, who is it? Or he, Diddy has a um, charter school. Mm-hmm. Um, Diddy has one. Um, Jalen Rose has one. LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James, LeBron, has, James. LeBron James has one. There's so many athletes and celebrities out there that has charter schools out there, uh, which, again, that's a whole nother question is, Public schools, charter schools, or private schools, which one would you put your kids in? And I think that's a whole nother topic that we could like literally sit and talk for, for, for hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. But is but I feel like that is something as far as legacy is concerned, that you know, that those Diddy's kids will be proud of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that they can they continue can build to build on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I understand like what you were saying about um granddaddy. And his um, land three North acres Carolina. down in North Carolina. If mm-hmm. he could, if he wanted to build, he could build anything on that land. Mm-hmm. So in purchasing land, there's so much power. Yes, yes absolutely. And there's so much. You know um, what? I'm what? gonna contact him. I want to ask him like, so did you put me in your way? Yeah. Do I get an acre or two? <laughs> like I was always your favorite. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it's only two others. You got two great. You got three. What? No, no, we don't want Did you. Know? You got your own family. But I'm just saying. No. Yo, yo, no. I was, you didn't, you didn't know. No, no, that's no. my life. Okay, <laughs> you come and visit. I can't get in. The, I can't get like a little piece where I can build like a little shack. I'll give you the road. <laughs> the road. <laughs> Another chateau. A way in and a way out. Hello. Girl, that was clever. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so that is that is there is power yes. in the purchase of land yes. yeah like for real like I said we've been waiting on these 40 acres and a mule for how long didn't you say this is the 400th year no 400 year that we have we were bought here 2019 oh wait we didn't even start yet yeah. okay yeah. So. it don't make no sense it don't but there is a candidate out there right now who just talked about um reparations 
for black people. Cool. Um, and sorry, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but she just announced that she wanted to run for um, president. In 2020. Um, for 2020. And her um, platform that she's running on is that they would take $100 billion, well, over 10 years, $100 billion, so $10 billion a year, and invest in that into a fund for black communities. Wow. Um, and that will be used for a form of reparations. Um, so again, started me to thinking like, okay, so do we now get a, a candidate out there who wants to talk about reparations for the black community? Sure. And so it's like, how do we, you know, now hold somebody accountable for reparations? Um, what does that look like? Um, if we do get re- reparations, how are we going to use that money? Like, what are we going to do with that money? Are we going to invest it? Or... Are we going to do like they did on the Chappelle show? Remember that episode <laughs> of the Chappelle show? Watch out, yo. Because <laughs> she oh, came out there. She said, look out, y'all. It's Pofo Ground with your broke ass. Like, are we going to do that? You know what I'm saying, boy? He bought a whole, a whole truck. And of you know what? I'm afraid that some people will. Yeah. Because I feel like in the in with the mindset that we all have now, of some course people so. will. You know what yes. I'm saying? Some and we're not will. a monolith. And I don't want anyone to feel like we're trying to bubble all black people into of one. Not. We not are not, not a monolith monolith at all. But what has been proven is that we have not been a hundred percent responsible with our funds. Um and I just want us to do better. I would need yeah. us to do yes, better. Because I can be one black person who can be transparent and tell you I have not. Yeah. And yeah. I hey and I'm the same as well, um, uh, where I have not been as, you know, good with my money as I would like to be. Um, but those things, like I said, as Still I hit trying. into that next, you know, decade of my life, it's time to change. And, you know, now, like I said, I got a three-year-old and I don't want him looking at me when he turns 18 and be like, so who going to pay for my schooling? Right. Or who going to go here? Exactly. So right. I want, obviously my main thing would be get them grades and let's get you a freaking scholarship to a school of your choice, mm-hmm. our HBCU, oh, yeah. See, you know, say, you know, for one, yeah. And, I don't, yeah. I, and I think that's so important. Like send your school, your kids to one public schools, hold your public schools mm-hmm. accountable to the type of curriculum that you want them to give to your kids. And then encourage your black kids to go to HBCUs. Like there's nothing wrong with that. These star athletes that go to Alabama, that go to Duke, that goes to North Carolina and all these other schools, let's start getting them to go to HBCUs. So we can make them, um, what they call it, Category 1? Yeah, they can be Division yeah. one, division. Um, division one schools. And yeah. the sad thing is, is that a lot of these HBCUs are not Division exactly. one. So but if we send out A1 talent and, yes, absolutely. Like, like my, um, um, this girl I went to high school at Candace, she went to Bennett. But they're trying to close the school. Um, yes, and they're right now oh, trying to get money to together. Money to keep oh, yeah. open, you know? And I believe they're almost to their goal. Yeah, I think they are. Um, but I would have to double check on that. Um, but that said, we shouldn't even have to be there. Right. Yeah. We shouldn't have to be there. And, you know, right now, if we just sent more of our kids there and we start to deliberately put our money behind these HBCUs, mm-hmm. Um, and not these PWIs, then, you know, we will have the next black doctors and all of that stuff coming out of black Howard. And, and black yeah, black. absolutely. So, like, that's my aspiration for us. Mm. Like, you know, like Monique said, I love us for real. And I really do. Like, I am so... Problematic, <laughs> I, yes. You are. 
Hey, Look. Monique. <laughs> hey, Aunt, Aunt Neek Neek. No, she's not Monique. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so I, like I said, I love us for real, and I'm so black. I'm so black. So, so, so black. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm blackly black and I'm black, y'all. We see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, like that's literally what I would love to see us do is start to send our kids to these HBCUs, getting their education and everything like that. Um, so, you know, anything else that you guys like that your kid that your parents brought up about just building legacy or wealth. Um, that you know, you guys want to share saving money. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even say that enough. Yeah, I can't say that enough. I think legacy, but I feel like legacy is so much. It is. It is. Legacy is very deep. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, like I know, you know, my family has a a, a specific type of legacy in um, the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my father's a minister of music. My mother is like she sings everywhere, so everybody knows her voice. And everybody, you know, can see me in the street and be like, your mother's so-and-so, your mother's so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, hey, y'all. Like, <laughs> yes. So it's kind of like, you know, like th- that type of legacy um, and that type of, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not camaraderie. I don't know. Um, but it's just that type of, like, respect for your, your name and your family. Mm-hmm. Um that I feel like a lot of times people don't really um, understand that those things kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so definitely building legacy between you know your um, wealth and your finances, but also having a, a pride in yourself and in, in your family and understanding mm-hmm. that you know your family should stand for something you know what i'm saying yeah and so one thing i am reading a book um right now by chris hogan called everyday millionaires i definitely would um, chris hogan is he black yes he is okay um i would definitely tell you guys to pick that book up everyday millionaires Uh, everyday millionaires um and there was like one thing that really stuck out to me and that and he was saying that there's four people that everyone needs in their life. Mm-hmm. So there's a mentor okay. who is a person who has had success. Mm-hmm. There's a coach, mm-hmm. which is a person that is plugged into you to help you succeed. Okay. A cheerleader is someone that's in your corner to cheer you on. Mm-hmm. And then a friend, a person that you can talk to um, about whatever. So like those are the four type of people. And some of those people, it might be a dual role where they yeah. might play two of those roles. Um, but they are the type of people that you have to have in your life because you yeah. need someone that has had success with money. That way you can know how to build yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to do that. And then you need a cheerleader. You need someone that's going to constantly say in your corner and be like, go, go, go. You got it. You got it. You got it. You need a friend just to be able to talk to, be able to lean on and just be like, look, this is what I'm doing. This is, you know, being able to go back and forth with them. So, like, those are the things that I'm trying to build in my life and get those type of people around me, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, if you're constantly around broke people, you're going to be broke. Hello. You know. Um, <laughs> is that what that means? What the fuck? If you stay around broke people, you should want to be around people that, you know, is where you want to be at in your life. So, yeah. if you want to be a millionaire, you want to be this, you want to be that, that's what you sur- surround yourself with. So, let me ask or at least somebody who's, if they're not there, they're trying to get there. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. Okay. So was your ass? It seems like. So if in hanging around millionaires, then do you not have to fit and look the part? Is that would that qualify you, or would that would you be then deemed a dandy? So essentially, so just yeah, But think of it this way: so mm-hmm. when you look at Warren Buffett, I don't you, know who Warren Buffett is. He's one of the richest men in the he world. He was you, at one yeah. time the richest. Yeah. Man. So you got Warren Buffett, you have Bill Gates, and you have the late. Um, the guy from Apple, and I cannot think his name. Oh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. <laughs> so, when, yeah. so when you look at them, you have Steve Jobs, who literally wore the same black turtleneck and bad jeans. You have Warren Buffett, who literally wears the same non-fitting suit. You have Steve um, Bill Gates, who does not really wear anything that's extravagant. Right. These so are just how, regular how looking. Not fit in with yeah. Them. Okay. Just have regular looking guys. And that's we shouldn't look at wealth as just seeing somebody who's super flashy. And yeah, which goes flavors. back to the whole dandy thing is that it's not about being flashy. Me personally, I don't spend more than forty, fifty, sixty dollars on a pair of shoes. Yeah. But guess what? If you saw how much I made a year and what's in my bank account right now. You might think, why you, not? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, why don't you have the, the yeah. best looking shoes and all that stuff? Because I'm not here to yeah, impress anybody. Yeah. Like, I do not wake up every morning to think about, ooh, how I'm going to kill him today. Yeah. I could. Oh. I could. How <laughs> kill you know, I, that's not like what's important to me at all. So I, I wake up and just be like, all right, how am I going to make this money? How am I going to make another dollar than what I made yesterday? Yeah. So that's my main Which objective. Which, not, it's nothing wrong no. waking up wanting to look a certain way, no, absolutely feel not. a certain way, but your priorities got to be in order. Like, do I wake up and be like, oh, I'm about to kill this look? Hell yeah, I do. But I'm also not out here spending my last dollar on the latest brand. Yeah. No, I'm going to wear whatever I want and make it look good. Because, I mean, I look good. Hell, you can <laughs> go to a damn... Thrift store. Thrift store. And I tell people all the time, there's a difference between style and fashion. Okay. A huge it's not about difference. where you buy it or what name has, it's has about on how it. You it's about how you wear it and how you, you look at it. And the confidence in which yes. you execute that okay. look with. Absolutely. So, Have your priorities. How Warren Buffett looks like that guy from Up. You <laughs> just look like Up. He looks like the old man from Up. <laughs> he did. But yeah, he, half the way industries is what this man owns, and he's worth billions. Half the way. Half the way. Yes. So this man is a multi-billionaire and has many of funds and has probably invested in so many things that you do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many investments that he makes, um, you know, yearly and you have no idea. But this guy, he's not flashy at all. Yep. But he's somebody that LeBron James, when he first got into the league, sat down and talked to this man about how he wanted to build his yeah his legacy Ugh. like like lebron james mm. one of the best nba players of all time one of the goats you know at me if you want to say differently but you know he he nba is basketball yes it oh, come is on, don't start. oh god but I'm yeah sorry, i was thinking about baseball Okay, so yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, so LeBron, LeBron <laughs> but LeBron James wanted to, you know, <laughs> somebody who definitely, <laughs> I'm so sorry, like, oh, stop looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he sat with him when he first got into the league and just sat down and talked to him about building the legacy of LeBron James yeah. and what he needed to do. So now LeBron James is he has a school he you know takes care of his friends as far as like getting them jobs and he started a 
agency and all that stuff where his friends are the ones who's running the day to day and stuff like that. So like that's yeah. So you got it. Cool. I you got, got it. I got okay. it. Okay. Because I'm like because okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I knew the difference. I just it's okay. <laughs> we won't judge we, you today. Listen, I'm no, like a little bit. Because I'm okay, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. I know that LeBron James plays baseball, but but I mean, basketball. There you go. But I'm saying like I just I don't know I don't know all of the um, I got you. acronyms. NBA, MLB, right? I know, I know, I know, I know NFL, and I know NBA, but I don't know what it is for baseball. I didn't know what it was. MLB, MLB, which is Major League Baseball. There you go. But I thought it was like National Baseball Association. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so yeah, that <laughs> I guess he, right. he just that, learned something, he just, yeah. He just, you know, knowledge is power, oh, yes. Absolutely. yes. Now I got a little bit more power, <laughs> just a little bit, way. Yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, like we were saying, all how Warren Buffett and all of them they don't necessarily look the part that people think right. they should look because they got all this money, true. But these modern day dandies out there, you know, on the bus stop and walking through the mall. With Gucci down to the socks. Okay. Mm-hmm. All over there. They ain't even got no savings account. None. Don't even know what a savings account is. Has no idea technically what a what a checking account is. Oh, yeah. Has no a, idea what a 401k is, is or an IRA Listen, or anything like that. They know what cash app is, yeah. though. They probably don't mm. even get benefits at their jobs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the game. If they have jobs. Hello? You know what? But they Gucci down to the socks. But we not judging. Hey, and you know what? It, it does sound a little judgy. Not some judging. of them are street pharmacists, and I'm okay oh. with that. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm if okay that with is, that if too. that's your I'm job, if you <laughs> if you are a street pharmacist, build a legacy. Hey, build a legacy. Buy a do house. What you, do what you need to do, um, but find a way out. Um, so yeah, um, let's go ahead and build these legacies. Man. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's get on it. Buy from black businesses. Support our black people. Yes. Happy Black History Month. Black, yes. <laughs> black, Happy black, black, black. History. Yes. Okay. black, black, black. Yes, black, black, black. Black, black, black. And, yeah, so, you know, definitely, like we said last time, guys, reach back out to us. Let us know what yes. you thought. Engage with um, us. Yes, engage with us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore what's the what. Um, like I say, if you're listening to us today through the Anchor app, please make sure that you, you know, Leave us some feedback. Leave us a voicemail. Um, let us know what you think about um, building legacy. What are you going to do about building legacy? Um, and what legacy or wealth was built for you? Um, so, yeah. And. So, some? yes. Thank you all for listening. Um, next week, we're going to dive into some more stuff, more hot topics. So, come back. So, come back, listen, and get this good, good, what's the what. <laughs>